welcome to Women Leading the Way radio show, where each time you'll hear from successful women CEOs, executives, and professionals, where we'll discover how they do what they do to be successful in business. We'll be interviewing women who have overcome big challenges, women who have incredible stories of lessons learned in dealing with adversity. We'll even interview women who have started and grown successful organizations and women who are C-level executives with unique talents and positions. Our goal is to bring successful businesswomen together to share how they're leading the way in business today. Hey, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Women Lead Radio, brought to you by Connected Women of Influence. I'm Michelle Berquist, your host of Fabulous Women Leading the Way. I just changed that for this show because it is about fabulous women leading the way. And with me today, we're going to be having a conversation because for all of you that don't know, it's Women's History Month. And we're so excited because there's so many women that have paved the path for us to be able to be where we are today from history and how we've accelerated and we were more successful and we can do more in business and yet there's so much to be done. So I'm delighted to introduce my leading lady today who is fabulous and phenomenal and she's been on our show before, the lovely Jessica Word who is the president of Word and Brown. And Jessica, do you want to say hello to all of our listeners and welcome back as my guest? Thank you, Michelle. And yes, a big hello to all of the fabulous listeners, and I hope everyone is doing well, and let's celebrate Women Women History Month. You know, it is kind of a cool month. You know, I remember, I'm going to tell you, Jessica, I remember literally at least 10 years ago, there wasn't much going on except a few, and I'm going to say this on, I hope, a respectful way, of maybe a few historical organizations talking about Women's History Month. And now, I mean, I really, I kind of think of 10 years later, this is a crowded month of celebration about, you know, women in business and women's history and all of it. And I'm I'm just curious from your perspective as a leader, I mean, do you do you feel that it's kind of become this awesome collaboration with women? We've got International Women's Day on March 8th, and I just see a meetings and meetings and events and celebration all over social media this year. Do you feel it's gotten a lot more a, a bigger and it's like bolder just from years ago, or did you even know about it? Because 10 years ago, I didn't even know there was a Women's History Month. Oh, my gosh. I had no idea either. <laughs> No, it's definitely, it's definitely, it's grown and the awareness and it's incredible how much it's grown, but that's such a true statement. I mean, this was never even a thing, like, you know, and it's so sad because here we are in 2021 and, you know, we're yeah. finally and it is a what, thing. What, what should have been. Uh-huh. Exactly. And, you know, I know so much of the month is focused and we're doing this and Connected Women of Influence is, you know, talking about some of the women that literally have made history on behalf of where we are as women and leaders today. And I'm, I'm curious for you, you know, because it is about inspiration. It's about, you know, who have you learned from and, and those kinds of things. But when I kind of ask you the question, what, what type of, of, characteristics in a woman in business inspire you? Because that, that is where I think we can really start to kind of flush out some awesome conversation. I mean, who, what kind of woman inspires you in business? Great question. The, the type of woman that inspires me, uh, it's, they, they're fearless right they 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 make the sacrifices 
and, you know, that they lead from their heart. And that that's mm. an inspiration. There's so many amazing women out there, you know. There's so many amazing famous women that, you know, we're, many of us are aware of that have paved the way and helped make changes. But there's a lot there's a lot of women, you know, several several women out there that have never, you know, been recognized at, in a public forum right. for, for things that for things that they do and it's those that it's those women that inspire me the most. And those are the ones that just keep doing what they love to do, the right thing and they, they leave from behind. I I absolutely love that. It's not about it's not about anything um other than, you know, it's not about getting in the public um in the media or whatnot. It's just they're doing the right thing for themselves and, you know, for, for their team and for their family and not looking for recognition. <clears throat> uh, I don't mm-hmm. outwardly say that, but they're, they're incredible to me. Those that just get the work done and, you know, are able to have a smile on their face while doing so. Those women inspire I me. love that. I love that because, you know, it really is about, you know, everyday, everyday women. I, I know we, we take that approach in CWI, right? It's, it's the, the ordinary that makes us extraordinary, in my opinion, and I love that because there's so much of the folks that go get the glitz and glamour, and yet when you start unpacking, you know, you and, and other women who are, in, in my mind, everyday women just getting it done, you know, that inspires me. It's not the Hollywood superstars or the people that have all the glitz and glamour. That's not where I learn from as a mentor or even, you know, to aspire to be. It's the everyday women, like you said, that are just getting it done. You know, they're not looking for that visibility and that exposure. I love that. I I, I love that. I love that. You know, I think this is one of the things, you know, when we, oh, were you going to say something else? No, I know. I just said thank you. Oh, gosh, okay, I missed that. There you go. You're welcome. I love it. You know, when we think about, you know, some of the most, influential women in history, and I think, you know, what are some of the things that I've learned as a female leader? And I'm curious with you. I know sometimes people go, don't call yourself a female leader, but I'm like, darn it, I'm going to. And I'm curious with you, you know, when you think about those elements of what you have learned to be the most amazing leader you can be, what are some of those lessons? I know you mentioned fearless. I know you mentioned, you know, to me, it's like it's never, never let the adversity get you down. You you fall down, you get back up. But what are some of those kind of key things that you've learned as a female leader in business that you can share with others? Well, sure. And so the most important, one of the most important attributes is, you know, the ability to lead from your heart. If, if you don't really believe what you're, what you're trying to do and, you know, it just, it, it comes out in every which way. And so leading from your heart, um, you know, standing up for the right thing, you know, follow your heart. And that's, that's been paramount for me when I know, I know when I'm asked to do something that doesn't sit right with me, I'm just not enjoying to do it. Right. And so that's, that's, that's very important to do so. And you have to love what you do, loving what you do and having a passion for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got a question on that one because I love that leading from your heart. You know, there are those in business who would say, "Oh, you know, no, don't lead from your heart. That's the emotion part of it." But I, I love that, and I'm curious for you. How did you learn to do that? Was it that you just felt your spidey sense? You know, I mean, sometimes you just know <laughs> instinctively. I mean, they say we we as women have that, but how how did you learn right. to lead from your heart? I love that. 
Well, I, I learned to lead from my heart, but that's just that's my way of being, right? And so I, I, in the past, when I was asked to do something that just didn't sit right with me, I didn't enjoy what I was doing. And then that came out in my work. You know, it, it just came out in how I showed up. And that doesn't serve anybody. It doesn't serve myself. And so I've gotten to a place, you know, over time to where I, I've really, you know, honed in on, okay, is this important to me? And, okay, it does, and I, I'm aligned. If everything feels good and I'm aligned with it, well, then, then that's my passion. That's what I love I love to do. There's things, different career paths, you know, I, I could have taken different roles and whatnot, but I, I ended up following what made me happy the most, following my heart, and that's how that's where I am today, and I'm just blessed to be able to say that because I truly, truly do feel that way. And it's amazing. And you have to be able to, you know, it's okay if you don't like what you're doing. That just is your, you know, that's a sign to perhaps maybe try to do something that does make you happy. Because if you're not happy, then, you know, nobody around you is really feeling happy. You can't really fake it that long. And it just, it, it comes right. down. And it's just not, you're not your true, not your true self. Absolutely. 100% agree. You know, it's interesting with this month is where when we start thinking about history, <clears throat> I don't think about this, but it's a question I'm going to ask you. And that is, you know, I, I, I don't ever think about like the legacy, you know, that we as women will leave, you know, and making our mark in business. But, you know, I know this is a big question for you, but what kind of legacy as a leader are you hoping to lead? I know you've got, you know, you've got two little kidlets, you know what I mean? I mean, do you think about that as a mom? Do you think about that as the leader of an organization of what kind of legacy you're leaving and what kind of mark you're making for others that come, you know, behind you, after you, you know, um, well, making their mark? Well, that's a good mark? question. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, it's I don't think about what legacy I'm leaving behind for others. I'm, I'm truly thinking about, what do I want to be remembered for? You know, what do my kids, mm. what do I want my kids to remember me for? And, you know, when you stop being a, being a female executive, being a leader, um, you just, you deal with a, a lot of different people. And so for me personally, when, when I'm able to kind of not worry so much uh, about the collective group and are they going to, are they going to like it? Are they not going to like it? And it ties into the question of like legacy. What what am I want to leave for other people? It just doesn't it doesn't really sit well with me. And so I my vision increases when I stop caring so much about the the world around mm. me, and I just follow I follow it in my heart what I'm trying to do and accomplish. And I want to leave a legacy behind that I my kids can be you know that I'd be proud of for my kids to see. And so that that is the most important thing. I think that's that's awesome. You know, it's funny when I think I, I saw an article one time and it talked about kind of this kind of question, right? Of what what do you want your lasting legacy to be, or you know, how do you? I love that word. How do you want to be remembered? And so many mm -hmm. the difference between men versus women, right? And I'm curious for for kind of your comment or opinion on this one is men will say, you know, I want make a lot of money, have a lot of you know money to leave behind, right? You know, to donate. Um, leave as a legacy or I have a lot of power and influence and women 
interestingly enough, will say, you know, almost like I want to, I want, I hope I, I helped in part to change the world to be better than what it is, right? So it's kind of that esoteric. Right. And I'm curious, in your opinion, do you feel, I mean, do you feel that spot on? Because I kind of do. I mean, women want to change the world. It's like they want to see things better. They want people to do better. They look for the common good. And, you know, men look at things so differently. What's your kind of right. opinion on that? <laughs> I definitely want to change the world to make it a better place. That's that's for sure. And, you know, it, it's true. A lot of men and some women, you know, tie it to a financial gain, wealth and power and whatnot. But truthfully, you know, just to do the best we can do and to leave this world a better place, that would be the ultimate goal. But, you know, that has to be combined with, uh, for me, true success is when I'm old and gray, I get to look back and say, did I enjoy how I played the game? You know, because you can't take all that wealth and power with you, but did you enjoy right. how you played the game? Did, did you make this world a better place? Uh, you know, that's, 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 that's what's paramount. And so I, I align with that. That's an interesting article you read. I love it. Did, I didn't like it, but I, mean, I kind of agreed with it, and then I went, you know, no, I know there's a lot of men that want to do good, but I, I love that. You know, what's going to be the yardstick that you'll be measured by, and that, that's pretty inspirational right. there. I like that. I like that. You know, I, I, I get a little kind of in my head sometimes when I think of Women's History Month. I'm like, why is, you know, I get that we're, you know, we're recognizing women who have come before us and kind of blazed a trail, you know, for where we are today, but, you know, there's a lot of things to think about in terms of the future, the next gen, right, of, of young women and children who are going to be our future leaders. And I know in CWI, we're hoping to kind of look at April. If March is Women's History Month, let's look forward and, and call April Women's Future Month. And I want to spend some time with you and kind of just talk about your perspective on the upcoming generation of, of, of young leaders. You know, here we've got these kids that technology savvy, you know, um, we're, we're spending so much time focusing on science and technology and engineering math because that's where the jobs are. And yet, I, I mean, what I'm seeing as a small business and an employer is that a lot of these kids can't really communicate very well. And so I'm mm -hmm. curious from your perspective as the leader in a, in a large, you know, insurance organization, what do you see as some of the biggest challenges right now from the younger generation coming into the workplace, like, and especially, you know, young women, what, what are the things that you see that just, it's a different generation? Right. Um, so great question. I, I think one of the, one of the biggest things that, that, that I've seen um, as of lately is that the younger generation, some experiences, just lack of self-awareness uh, on how they show up you know, and even down to, you know, just what they're wearing or whatnot. Um, and so that, that is a big one. That, that truly is a big one. You know, the, the key mm. to self-awareness is how do you show up, you know, and that, yeah. Do you think, I think that's, do you think, that's do you think they, when you say how they show up, do you think it's that they're just clueless on what it, you know, kind of like your present and the executive presence thing, right? I mean, are you showing up to look like your, you know, what dress for the position you want, not the position you are, right? I mean, that was always taught to me in college and, and from commercial banking. But when you say how they show up is not working, is it that they're clueless or that they're revolting against what is kind of traditional, you know, 
protocol and being, you know, having that executive presence? What, what are you thinking is right. the issue there? So sometimes, yeah, sometimes there's just showing up uh, just kind of with um, almost with an attitude as if, um, you know, just overconfident um, and mm. just not asking. Yeah, just and just not asking uh, enough questions or the right questions and just not as knowledgeable as one should be or over knowledge or too knowledgeable, I should say. And just that's, I think that's the best way to describe it. You know, in addition to what they're wearing, but just their body language and, you know, being casual or whatnot, that's, I've seen that a few times. And, you know, just to recognize your audience, you know, know your audience. If if you're in a room with an executive, you know, that you should, there's a certain type of uh, behavior, you know, one should, one should have compared to being with their friends, for example. Yeah. Sometimes you would think that they don't know the difference in some experiences. But this right. also happens with adults, people our age and older. So it's not just for this generation, but I have seen that more often than not with this generation. Yeah, no, I get that. You know, I'm going to take a quick sponsor break because when we come back, what I'd love to focus on is what, you know, kind of what, what are some things we can give advice to for the next generation? And what, okay. what can we as professional women do to support the next generation of young girls? You know, I mean, there's so much that happens at that middle school level that really defines what you're going to be like maybe when you're um, in the world of business and career. So anyway, hang on to that one because I'm going to do a quick sponsor break here. And Women Lead Radio is brought to you today by Connected Women of Influence and our partner, Microsoft. Our mission at Microsoft is to empower every person and organization on the planet to achieve more. Microsoft believes technology is a powerful force for good, and they are working to foster a sustainable future where everyone has access to the benefits and opportunities created by technology. Microsoft believes technology can and should be a force for good, and that meaningful innovation can and will contribute to a brighter world in both big and small ways. So thank you for your support, Microsoft, and to all of our sponsors and partners, including, let me say, Miss Jessica, Warden Brown, who is one of our awesome sponsors and partners in CWI. But coming back to our show, you know, I'm curious, you know, what, what kind of advice could we share with our listeners of things that we're, we're seeing more than just how people are showing up of what we can share for the next gen to be more successful? Like one of the things I see all the time is the communication style, right? It's, you know, not good for the company or the business. It's always like it, it seems to be turned around of what am I going to get out of working here. It's very different than when I started my career, which was, you know, it really didn't matter who I was. It mattered what I could do for the company. And I'm curious what you see in addition to how, how these young next gens show up. What's some advice you could give to our young female rising stars as they get into their careers and business? Okay. Um, great question. So I, I think one of something that I wish I was told when I was younger is, you know, the struggle is guaranteed, success is not, and it's okay to fail. <laughs> you know, it's like okay that. to fail. Yeah. It, it's. Yeah. I mean, a lot of us just growing up are, you know, especially our parents and whoever raised us. You know, we didn't get that lesson. And if you're not failing, you're simply not trying. And so it, it, it's okay to fail. Everybody does it, and not everybody has the answer, you know. And so, and if you do have the answer, share the answer, and don't dim your light for others, uh, because everyone's 
everyone's been in the same position. Everyone has to start somewhere. And so just don't be mm-hmm. afraid to ask. Those are, that's what I like that thing. because, you know, and also, you know, failure isn't fatal. You know, I think so many of us no. think that if we're going to fail, then just that's it. Close up shop, <laughs> quit your job, you know, no, but it's not right. true. Do you feel organizations, like I, I see this in some companies. When I came up in my commercial banking career, it was like, it was like defect free, like 100% perfection. And I, while I, while I embraced that and I was challenged with that when I was in banking, it was almost like that was unattainable. And yet, you know, if you're an airline pilot, how do you get into a plane and not expect 100%, you know, you know, no errors? Right. So I, I don't know how you, in business, it's hard. Like that's not something that's taught to us is fail forward or all those wonderful books that are out there. What's your take on that, that, you know, we do have to, where can we get them to have kids understand that, that get into then careers and into business? Well, you know, that's there. Are, there's not enough books on that. You know, it's it's a, it's definitely okay <laughs> to fail. No, there, there's not. And so, you know, with any business, you have to, in order to evolve, you have to have change. And you know, with change comes new processes, uh, new uh, new techniques and whatnot. And so, you're never going to get that right the first time. And so, no matter what, when you go into business, you think, hey, you know, I cannot fail. I have to be 100% perfect. Well, guess what? I promise you, the people that you report to and the people that they report to, they are, you know, they are having to change processes. And if it doesn't work the first time, which most likely it doesn't always work the first time, that uh, that is the same thing as failing. And so, it's truly not a failure. You have to keep trying to do things to get it right. And so it's just mm-hmm. it's just evolving. And so to try to try to take that word fail out of your out of your mind and just replace it with um, you know changing. You're not failing. You're yeah. just, you're changing your approach for the next one. It's a um, it's a new Absolutely opportunity. Absolutely right. What is what is that one example they always use with Edison that said you know it's not that he found out how electricity worked. It's that he had twenty thousand examples of what didn't. And finally right. found Absolutely. the one, right? I, I love that uh-huh. example. I love that one, too. <laughs> I love that There's one some too. gems. You know, here's yeah. a big question, and I think this could be, like, its own shows um, on its own, and I, I probably will have – I know I'm going to have you back again. But, you know, when we think of all, this, all the young girls and the next generation, what, in your opinion, for our listeners – are some insights you can give us? Because I know you're involved in a lot of mentoring programs. You know, you've been an awesome mentor for the Cal State Fullerton Titan Women Collective, so Mm -hmm. I've heard and I know. Um, You know, we've talked about putting on a more formal mentoring program within CWI and, you know, all these things that are out there. But what, in your opinion, should we as professional women do, you know, in your mind as, as just some ideas to support the next generation. What can we do? Give us some takeaways and action steps because I think it is every woman going, I can do my thing to be able to support the next generation. What is that in your opinion? Well, you know, I'm sure I'm still trying to figure out that answer other than, other than doing what I've been doing, <laughs> which is, which is the mentoring and whatnot. But you know, just put yourself out there, be vulnerable in different situations, you know, connect with people that you don't normally connect with uh, to, to discover what opportunities there are out there. And, you know, I mm-hmm. think mentoring, mentoring women is wonderful, you know, mentoring, uh, you know, same age, younger, older, 
uh, there's, it's just, it's always a fascinating experience. And, you know, something I've mentioned before, you know, when you're looking for, when you're looking for a mentor, you know, try to do something different, try to choose, uh, try to choose somebody that you never would have chosen. That would not be your first choice. Because chances are, uh, the person that you are, this, whoever this person is and what they represent, you might be learning so much more from this person than you ever thought you would, rather than the person that you truly were hoping to become your mentor. And so, you know, just challenge yourself and be vulnerable. And, you know, even mm-hmm. if a lot of women think like, well, I can't be a mentor. What do I know? Well, we all have life experiences to share. And, you know, I certainly don't look at myself saying, okay, well, I have these great experiences. I, they are just experiences, not great or whatnot. They're my experiences. And so I try not to go into a situation and say, well, I won't be any good at that if I'm trying to offer help because you never know what's, uh, how that help's going to land for somebody else. And it, we always are the worst critics of ourselves. So just try to do something different. That would be the best advice uh, when it comes to Can I say that is, the, that is absolutely insightful because that's one of the things I see women over and over do is, well, I'm, I'm not successful enough. Who would want me to be a mentor? And I'm just like, seriously? You know, I mean, when right. you, you, hit it on the, you hit it the nail on the head when you think of, you know, if we would just look at ourselves as advisors and, and you know, guide and guide some of these young women in certain ways, right? I mean, one, do the young mm-hmm. girls and the women want to be mentored? But I think so many of the of our next generation, they don't they don't know to ask for mentors. They right. you know, watch and observe and but most of the women that are that what could be fabulous mentors, they don't even see themselves as that. Like that gets me. I'm like, how do we change that? Because there's so many women right. that just feel like, well, I'm not worthy enough. And I'm just like, uh, let's get over that. <laughs> Because when you said women have their own experiences, that is something to share. Well, we all do. I mean, my goodness, uh, everyone's been every, you know, most of us women juggle several different things. And I would love to get advice on how to juggle more or less or better, I should say. (laughs) And so, no, I I think that's very true. I love it. And there's a lot of younger women that feel like maybe they don't need a mentor because they got it handled guess what? Nobody does. Even at my age, I don't have it handled. You can always use help. You know, all, yeah. all we to do to leave this world a better place is try to help each other. And why not start now? I think that's the interesting part too, is when you start thinking that everybody looks as if everything's perfect and everything's wonderful, you peel back the layers. And in fact, one of our um, topics at one of our meetings a few weeks ago was imposter syndrome. You know, we're all putting on these airs of just, yeah, I got this, everything's wonderful, everything's great. And it may be, and that is awesome, you know, and that's wonderful. But I think, too, when you start peeling back the layers with everybody, we're all struggling with too much to do, thinking we don't have enough time to do it, you know, all the things we want to do. Can you actually do that yourself? But um, I, I thought I want to kind of like wrap up on the show with this one. And I was in a situation where I was on a Zoom meeting. We all know what Zoom is now a year later after COVID, right? That I was on a Zoom <laughs> meeting with two 16-year-old girls, right? Or so they were 17 now at the time. And we were having a conversation. And we started kind of just peeling back the layers a bit. I mean, these girls were confident. It's like they – you know, they're wonderfully communicative. It's like they're performers, they're leaders. And we're having a conversation and, and we, were, we started talking about college because they were applying for college. And one of the things that came up was they're like, it, it came out all of a sudden in just a really weird way is they go, we're so confused. Like we, we're just told we're supposed to figure out what we want to do, you know, to go to college. And they're like, I don't have a clue. You know, I mean, that, that just surf, there's so much pressure 
on these young girls to decide what their future is. Now, you and I, mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you, looking back, what advice would you give them? Because I had no idea because they just seemed like every, again, even at 17, everything's perfect, everything's wonderful. And then we got to the heart of it and they were like, I, I had to make a choice. And, there, and we saw the pressure and there's confusion. What advice would you give 17-year-olds that are thinking, I have to choose my future, which is very, very stressful. What advice would you give them? <laughs> well, get ready to change. Get ready to change your opinion a few times over before you get there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's, that's that's the advice. It's not really advice, but you know, just more like a, a warning because. Trust me, at 17, I, you know, we changed so much over the years, but, you know, especially between um, 17, you know, 20, 20, 25, 25 to 30, mm-hmm. you know, it starts to slow down in the five-year increments. But there is, like, by all means, nobody really at that age has decided what they're going to do and, and truly sticks with it. I mean, I know there's a small average um, amount of people that are doing it, but that's everybody everybody changes because it goes back to what we're talking about earlier. You have to try things and you have to fail at things to realize, Ooh, this is not working for me or this doesn't feel right. Uh, I don't feel like my heart is in it. And you have to keep doing that a few times to actually get there. You know, if you get there right away, well then kudos to you. That's amazing. And I'm I'm so happy for those that can achieve that. But it's, it's, it's um, it's definitely your perception of, of what you think you want to do today versus what's going to be later, you know, in, in life when you're actually doing what you love to do is it's going to change and that's okay. And without change and we wouldn't evolve. So just to, just to know, just to yeah. know that you're not alone. No, I love this. Well, I'm, I'm going to share with you and all of our listeners are going to know, I'm dying to hear your perspective and then we will be uh, out of time on our show, but you were the first to hear and our listeners will hear Jessica that we are going to be rolling out a next gen radio series on women lead radio. And it's going to be having young girls um, interview women on different things about the future, all of how they see the world and what kind of insight they can share. And I'm just curious for you, like what, you know, what's your opinion? Do you think that's a good idea? Because I know you as a leader of so many, you know, people in a company and, and your journey of what you've shared, you know, take care of yourself first because we as women mm-hmm. don't. And all of those wonderful things that you've shared as we've gone through COVID, um, can you imagine having an interview with young girls interviewing women like us. I mean, I'm just like sitting here going, I I get giddy when I think about it. Any thoughts? What do you think? I'm so excited for that. You know, my my first thought is, can it be interactive? Can we ask questions back? (laughs) You know, uh, I I think that would be fun and amazing, you know, because maybe there's some, I'm so excited for that. That's a great opportunity. That's a great opportunity. And I love, you know, I, I love, I love Sue Rising, what, you know, what CDBI is um, creating with Sue Rising with, you know, teenager speakers. And it's just incredible that these girls at this age are stepping up um, into their power that early. And I'm just, I'm, I'm in awe. I'm inspired by this. So I'm thrilled. This is going to be fun. 
it was interesting how that came about because it was the girls kind of sharing with us. We were thinking, okay, they would interview other girls. And then, you know, cause they were, they're, they're podcasters. I mean, this is what they're, you know, they've been groomed mm-hmm. to be, to be influencers. And all of a sudden one of them said, well, you know, what I'd really like to do is interview women, you know, on how they look at things. I went, Oh my gosh, what a different way and perspective. Mm-hmm. So anyway, you're the first to know, but now all of our listeners know. Yeah. So, uh, I love it. Yeah. So we're, we're, we'll, we'll reel you into that one, but you know, I'm going to put the big question on you. What's one thing maybe that you want to share with everybody as we wrap up on the show? Leave us with one slice of advice. It's Women's History Month. You know, we're coining Women's Future Month for next month, but what's one little piece of advice or counsel that you can give us as we wrap up the show? Just one. No pressure. (laughs) No (laughs) pressure. Wow. Well, okay. I guess I guess one one thing uh, to to share to say, you know, it's it's so important to being in the beingness instead of the doingness. Enjoy, mm. enjoy every moment, enjoy every moment, and and, and just be uh, as opposed to having to do so many things and being in the doingness. Um, and so that that that's just so important. So that's I guess the last thought I would leave, excuse me, everybody on this show. I love it. That's a new word I've learned, beingness as opposed to I made doingness. It. <laughs> those are, yeah. yeah, you made up a couple words there. I love it. I love I it. Did, right, I did. I know. Thank you. <laughs> Happy Women's History Month. We'll say that to everyone, all of our listeners. Jessica, you're awesome and amazing, and we'll have you back for another Women Lead Radio show. To all of our listeners, I hope you know that, one, we're here every Monday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific time, and we're going to be here much more frequently as we build out to a daily show. But um, want you to know we're an international show, and we're available after um, our live show today. We'll be available on Spotify, iHeartRadio. We're also available on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. So it, to, to all of you, I say, um, please take some time and think about how you can support the next generation and help the next one in line. So to that, have a wonderful Women's History Month. Happy March, and we'll see you on the next show. Women Leading the Way is produced by Connected Women of Influence, the premier private membership organization where like-focused, business-to-business executive and professional women connect, collaborate, and cultivate a vast network of high-level affiliations, resources, and professional relationships. For more information about Connected Women of Influence, please visit our website at connectedwomenofinfluence.com.